Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Ugo Che. Before introducing this week's episode of the Traveling Image Makers podcast, I would just like to do a little correction. Uh, at the end of the interview, I say that this is episode 126. In fact, because uh, we had to do a little bit of rescheduling, this ended up being episode 127. So you will find all the links and the show notes at ttim.photo forward slash 127. And now let's get on with this week's interview. All right, welcome everyone to this episode of the Traveling Image Makers. And today, our guest, once again from Germany, after we had Marco LaRousse here from Hamburg. Today we have Kai Berman, who is from? Hamburg. Yeah, looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally by chance. We had two guests from Hamburg close to each other but i i swear it was totally by chance uh actually i got to know kai because uh he interviewed me for uh, his own podcast uh, that is called gate seven or gate seven if you want to say it in english right kai yeah that's correct hello ugo uh, I'll just give our listeners a little bit of uh, an introduction by taking it from your bio and then you can talk about your your podcast but also about your your photography your travels so uh you were born in hamburg where you still live as i understand and started out studying political science in berlin and helsinki so uh, you, you're already all over the place at least in europe uh, where you got your master's degree in 2004 and then you set out to work as a freelance writer spending most of your time living in south america Mm -hmm. Always been passionate about photography, studied professional image making in Buenos Aires uh, to combine both text and photography in your work. And uh, you are focused on exploring the world uh, and the power of the human spirit and social issues. And you've uh, traveled to many countries, especially in the South America, so including Argentina, Brazil. Cuba, Chile, Colombia, Uruguay, Bolivia, and the U.S. as well. And uh, among your clients, you have uh, Die Welt, uh, that is a German newspaper. Sch Let's see if I can say this <laughs> right. Stuttgarter Nachrichten. Yes. Then the correct. other one is probably in German, it would be Elffreunde.de. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, my German is better than I thought. And Diario Perfil, which I guess, I guess is not German. It's uh, No, that's kind of a, an Argentine newspaper. Argentinian. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, impressive, uh, impressive bio. And uh, welcome to the show. So is there anything else that you would like to add to this biography? No, thank you very much, Ugo. Um, well, first of all, for the invitation, it's a great honor to be on your show. I've been uh, a long-time listener, and so great pleasure to be here. Um, no, that was, uh, I think, a very complete bio that you, or the introduction you gave. So good. How how do you make your living nowadays? Is it through 
you know, photography, photojournalism, writing? Is that your uh, main source of income and activity? Well, I used to uh, to work as a freelance journalist and photographer for a long time, but for the last three years, I've been working here in Hamburg um, uh, for a newspaper. So that's a, a steady job. Uh, I'm on a contract right now. So left the freelance life for for a while, and uh, yeah, I'm currently writing for for uh, the the newspaper is called Die Welt. It's a it's a big newspaper, and I'm a, in the, a sports editor for them, writing about a, a soccer club here in Hamburg. I think the freelance life for as a journalist, as a photojournalist for newspaper nowadays, must be pretty tough. I mean, it's good, probably good to have a steady job right yeah yeah that's true i i used to to work as a freelance photographer in in south america and did that i shot pictures for my articles and uh as you said it's a it's a tough job it's um not very well paid and um yeah it's a it's a struggle and the newspaper are laying off uh, photojournalists uh, left and right uh, we, there's no day that doesn't go by without Uh, reading about this or that newspaper or news agency just leaving people uh, out exactly exactly and uh, and one thing is i think um the huge amount of stock images like whenever it's possible to take a stock image uh, p uh newspapers or magazines tend to um, yeah get a stock image which is much much cheaper than to pay um uh, a photographer and to get a li to, to license his pictures in a way that probably tends to i think diminish the value of uh, of the news because i mean it's it's one thing to have a picture that was shot to illustrate a specific topic or an article and so on whereas stock photo for all we know might not even be relative to the same subject it might just look like it's yeah exactly it's, it's more enough. generic yeah, yeah more generic and so on yeah uh i would like to read from i was looking at your website or one of your websites actually which i think is your main portfolio one is uh, kaibermanphotography.com and i was intrigued by a quote that i that i read on the sidebar and it's uh, a quote by a photographer american photographer well i think it was german and then uh, transplanted to the u.s robert frank or was it swiss mm -hmm. i don't swiss think. i yeah, think swiss, swiss yes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. my memory is uh, is bad but yeah it was swiss but then Everybody knows him for his uh, seminal work, The American, so probably everybody thinks he was American. <laughs> he <laughs> yes. is American, actually. Yes. Well, anyway, um, there's this quote that you put on your website on the sidebar, so I think to you that's, that's important. And it says, uh, there is one thing that a photograph must contain, the humanity of the moment. This kind of photography is realism, but realism is not enough. There has to be vision, and the two together can make a good photograph. So maybe that's stock photography is not. <laughs> but the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of the opposite. But can, can you elaborate a bit on what this means to you and why you decided to put it on your website? Yes, sure. Um, well, there's two parts to this uh, quote. On the one hand, I think uh, it talks about humanity and realism, which um, I really identify with as a, a um, yeah, documentary photographer and, and having uh, well my interest in reportage photography. I don't like to stage my, my scenes. I like uh, to photograph real, real life, life as it is, as it unfolds. 
And um, yeah, I think that's the first part of this quote. And the other part um, is that uh, there has to be a vision. Uh, it has to be clear why if the photographer takes a certain picture. I think that's very, very important. If you um, will create a picture that you have a, a message in mind or an idea of why you want to take that image. I think vision goes beyond the, the simple uh, message and meaning of a, of a single photograph. Maybe I tend to see vision as an all-encompassing worldview, if you want, yeah. uh, that uh, underlines the, the work of a photographer through the years or for a certain part of their professional life and so on, more than just a, a simple message which can be for a single photograph. Well, well, would you agree with that? Yeah, sure. Um, there's uh, the vision of the photographer, as you as you described it. It's uh, yeah, all the experience you you bring with uh, into a, a picture, and uh, that uh, well is, is expressed in a, in an image. Uh, I think I, I very much agree with that. And um, well, every picture you take it tells a lot about your personality, about yourself. It, uh, and um, well, then on the other hand. It's uh, what uh, what can be seen on the picture and uh, uh, the story, or um, yeah, other kind of meaning, or or can display humor, can make a political statement, or or different things. Yeah, and sometimes uh, we speak about vision, and we also speak about style, more or less interchangeably. Uh, something that defines. The work of a photographer, so and they're both elusive things. Uh, I believe there's nothing harder than finding one's own vision and one's own style. Uh, how would you define your own style of photography if you think you have a style? I mean, I know it's hard, right? It's hard, and I'm still struggling with uh, with that part uh, to find a style. I don't know if I've found my style. Um, what's important to me is I've, I've never seen myself as a, um, uh, 100% a photojournalist. Let's put it that way. I always took my, my images, uh, that, uh, fitted my articles. So I, I enjoyed this way of working, not to have, a, a magazine telling me what to photograph, but I always, uh, well, search for my own subjects. And I like that kind of, of work, which gave me a lot of freedom in, in my artistic work and journalistic work. And that's also how I go about my, my private uh, projects. Uh, I, I very much enjoy street photography or travel photography, which I understand as street photography. Uh, I'm not... Uh, um, I like to photograph landscape, but I'm not a typical landscape photographer or travel photographer. It's more for me to, to explore urban urban settings. And so um, I think, yeah, yeah, I go, I fit into that. Yeah. I'm looking here at the photos on your on your portfolio. And uh, I think there, there's, a, especially I'm looking at the Cuba, images from Cuba, which I find great. And they definitely show a unity of style. I would say that your photos are direct and, and true. They try to, to, to be true, but there's also a definite research for, for visual impact. There's a, 
an eye to composition that is clearly obvious there. I mean, they're not snapshots. It mm. shows they're not. I think that they're taken on the street, they're spontaneous and so on. But there's always a, a research for, for the composition, for uh, just exposition. And I, I'm looking at this photo here. Uh, I think it's a, a barber shop in the street and the guy is uh, cutting the hair of a, a young kid and then there's a mirror behind the, the kid's head and you see the reflection of the barber. And it's obvious that you place yourself so that you could see the reflection and you could see the scene from, from both sides. Uh, and you were careful so that there is separation between the head of the kid and the mirror. So all those, it's all those little details that uh, make, uh, I think, a great photo stand out from, from a snapshot. It shows that you put a lot of attention in, in, into what you should. It's not just going around, ah, that's a cute scene, snap a shot, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And uh, I like um, I like to photograph people. I like uh, to to interact and and to get close. Like all my, um, I mostly photograph with a, a, a wide angle uh, lens, so I have to really zoom with my feet, and uh, that's very important to me. A thing that get uh, that that brings. Um, yeah, uh, a nice, nice little note to to images, and and you feel that in images if you if you really get close to people, and um, yeah, I try to 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 do that in my photography. Yeah, that, that's another I think distinguishing trait, right? Uh, you see the look of wide-angle images shot from up close, very up close, so that gives that a bit of an exaggerated perspective. Yes, and yeah. I, I like some of those, uh, I would call them choral pictures. I don't know if that's the right word, where there are uh, various actors interacting in the scene. I have this in mind where there's two two people in the front, uh, uh, a man and a woman. They're turned, they turn to their back towards the, to the photographer, but they are looking at some people who are, looks like they're repairing a bicycle or something at the mm -hmm. other end of the street. Uh, so there's this interaction between them and this other one with uh, colorful houses with three people, uh, three different spots in the scene. They do not interact, but there's uh, like this ternary relationship, geometric relationship between them. And mm. the thing is happening on the street. That's kind of a decisive moment because one person is entering the photo and another one is exiting the photo. And five seconds or even two seconds earlier or later, you would not have that, that kind of composition. I, I, I really like that, really, really impressed. Thank you, thank you. So uh, let's talk a little bit about travel now. Um, I, I mentioned before the, the list of countries that you've been to, especially in, in South America. So uh, why South America? Why did you end up uh, living there for, I imagine, for so long because you've been to so many countries? Um, well, I think it first began after I finished um, uh, high school. I went on a backpacking trip to South America, and um, ever since then, I, I I returned for for short-term trips. And then after I I received my diploma from the university and uh, worked in Hamburg for three years as a, as a freelance journalist. I, I kind of needed a change, and um, so, and back then I I didn't have a I was 
wasn't in a serious, uh, I wasn't in a relationship. I didn't have kids. And uh, so it was kind of easy to sell my stuff uh, and, and pack my bags and head over on a one-way ticket to, to Buenos Aires. And um, well, my, my plan was to stay maybe for a year. And then it was two years. And then I stayed three years. And all, all in all, I think it was five years. Mm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it was a leap of faith. Good. And uh, I mean, to, to people who live in other continents, uh, might seem that South America is one big Latin thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard for, for us to understand the cultural uh, linguistic differences, uh, attitudes, social societies of those countries might tend, people might tend to lump them into one big unity. And uh, so, for instance, uh, even though, I mean, uh, my, many people don't even realize that uh, uh, most of the countries in South America, the main language is Spanish. Whereas in Brazil, they speak Portuguese. <laughs> they mm-hmm. don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I see a lot of people go to Brazil and they speak Spanish and they pretend that, <laughs> demand that people understand them and that's not often the case. So there's a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences, I think. Uh, so what makes a country like Argentina different? Let, just by way of example, uh, from Chile, mm-hmm. even though they share a thousand of uh, kilometers of border or Colombia from Venezuela or any other couple of countries that you can imagine. What's what's really unique about uh, each country? Can you maybe give some examples? Uh, well, in in general terms, I think you can uh, describe Chileans as uh, as more disciplined people, and the Argentines, uh, well, they they tend to take uh, life a little lighter, and they enjoy certain things more. They enjoy to stay out longer and 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 have have a, have a good glass of wine, and and yeah, I'm I'm not that punctual, and uh, if you well look at it from a European perspective, I think in Chile, uh, the culture shock would be a little um, less uh, less strong than in Argentina. And But then again, it's very hard, as you, as you mentioned, there's such a diversity in Argentina. Uh, you have Buenos Aires. I think the, the image you have of Argentina here in Europe, it's, it's, it's mainly um the um, yeah an idea that you have of, of Buenos Aires people are very very loud and 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 very impulsive and uh, it's a big melting pot and uh, you come from Italy there's a huge influence of uh, Italian immigrants in Argentina uh, Spanish influences and uh, well if you go further south to Patagonia then there's more more of a German influence or English influence like immigrants that um, went to South America at the beginning of the last century, and and they found a landscape there, which is more more like to what they were, were used to at home. Like there's lots of farming, lots of sheep farming, and which people from Ireland adapted to very well. So it's a it's a very very diverse place. And, and I think there are 
lots of diversity even within countries. I mean, you cannot expect that a country as big as Argentina or Brazil, they are, they are one uniform and you can say a uniform entity. You can say, I don't know, Argentinians, Argentinians love tango. Yeah. No, it's impossible. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, maybe many of them do, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we we love to often think in in terms of stereotypes, right? Yeah, uh, yeah Italians makes... love pizza, and Argentinians <laughs> love uh, tango, and the Germans love beer. But I mean, mm. you're even in Germany. You're from North Germany, Hamburg, and people from Munich in the south uh, mm. are very much different in their yeah. attitudes uh, and even the way they talk from people from North Germany. Mm. Yeah, it makes things a little easier if you if you have these certain stereotypes and there's um well uh certainly uh some some truth in them but uh well, once you go over there you you see the different shades uh and it's not just black and white. Yeah, I think it's important for us travel photographers to not uh, help spreading those, those stereotypes and keeping them alive. I mean, exactly. It's uh, we should go a little bit beneath the surface and don't think that oh, if if I go to photograph Argentina, I'm going to La Boca to photograph the people dancing tango in the street, <laughs> uh, mm. and that's all that Argentina is. No, I mean it's uh, it's much more than that. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, what's your favorite country there? If you have a favorite country, you know it's a bit of a silly question. But <laughs> in South America, yes. um, yeah, it's it's Argentina. I yeah. think there's a there's a reason why I, I spend so much time there. Uh, I absolutely love the country, and um, I had the chance. I I I worked also as a tourist guide. Um, I took uh, groups of tourists to, to Patagonia, and they gave me the chance to travel the country uh, many times and and go to to see places and um and come around a lot and um well wherever i went uh, i i just loved it it's uh, such a beautiful country uh, lots of nature and then the big city buenos aires it's um yeah i just um so I, that, I would love that, that, that's interesting because uh, as a photojournalist uh, street photographer as somebody you just said you like photographing people mm -hmm. of all places you went to to patagonia where there's mountains amazing landscapes maybe a few penguins and cows but not many people there. <laughs> no <laughs> Is that true? no not many people no, I, uh, as I, as I said, uh, I, I enjoy landscape photography, but um, um, not not to to the extent that I I love street photography. And and uh, on those trips, I I was uh, I always had my camera with me, but there were not pure photo trips, um, and uh, so yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about your uh, how. Can I put this, uh, the work that you do to spread the love of photography and the knowledge <laughs> of photography through your, your various activities and websites. So uh, you decided to publish not just one, but two websites. And one is the, the Art of Creative Photography, I think that's, mm -hmm. that's called. And the other one, we already mentioned that, that's your, your podcast, uh, Gate Sieben Um the difference, I think, one, the art of creative photography is all in English, the other one is in German. But it's exactly. not like one is the translation of the other. They have different uh, kind of content uh, and uh, 
and objectives and perspectives. Can you talk a little bit about those two websites? Why did you start them and what you 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 want to to achieve? What's your goal with those websites? Mm-hmm. Sure. The first uh, website you mentioned, Art of Creative Photography, I started in 2011. Uh, that was my, my first project. It was when I, I went to Brazil to prepare for the, the World Cup in 2014. It was my, my project to, to be there as a journalist and to cover it uh, um, photographically and, and then also to write about. And I wanted to go there ahead of time and I spent uh, half a year in Florianopolis which is a a very nice place on the beach and uh, well I didn't uh, did my research very well and I, I, I ended up on a little island and from there it was a very it was very difficult to get to the mainland and I was in a remote place but um, the good thing about it um, the the guy who rented my my room he told me about uh, blogging and uh, he had uh, many websites and so I had lots of time on my hand and I learned from him and uh, like uh, shortly before that I really really got interested in photography and I studied a lot about um, famous photographers and I enrolled in university in Buenos Aires and all that so uh, I brought these two things together and I used it as a tool to learn about photography, to, to have a pretext to get in contact, in contact with uh, photographers from all around the world and interview them. So that was uh, how that website started. Mm-hmm. So most of the, the content on those websites is about showcasing the, the work and the, the, the words also of other photographers, is, uh, right? Yes, yes, it's mostly interviews. I interview uh, photographers from different genres. There's uh, street photographers, landscape photographers, portrait photographers. There's a huge variety on the website. I think uh, by now it's almost, well, three 300 interviews um, on that blog, and it's, it's still growing. And, uh, well, uh, talking to these photographers, I learned, uh, I learned a lot myself. So there was... Uh, <laughs> a very a kind of selfish uh, way to start such a project but uh, well yeah. it uh, through that I got into contact and uh, through these interviews uh, some friendships have, have formed I've uh, got to know some of the photographers in person so it's a beautiful way and now every like if I go some places if I travel uh, in almost uh, every place in the world I know someone that I can contact yeah and uh, who was your favorite interviewee, your favorite guest? And you're allowed to say it was me, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's a tough question, Hugo. <laughs> oh, well. No, there's no, so, I know. So... Well, if you can, don't want to answer, it's understandable because, I mean, others would say, oh, it was not me. I thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's uh, so so many great. Uh, so let's put let's let's put it this way: Who of the guests you had, or the guests you would like to have, inspired you or inspires you the most? Uh, well, recently, 
it, it, this podcasting uh, came uh, on on top of the blogging and and through podcasting um, it's a more you have a more direct contact and before that I um, much of the interviews I did through through writing I sent my questions and and got the answers in written form and now with the podcast it's uh, it, there's interaction you have the camera on and uh, and uh, so. I think uh, the the interviews I've had with you and with uh, other podcasters like uh, Valérie Jardin, I, I highly appreciate uh, all the work and, and through the work of, of you and, and Valérie's podcast, um, I, I started my own podcast and my, my project. So it's been a huge influence and in, in, you know, talking to, to you and, and Valérie, for example, it's been a, a huge privilege and uh, uh, pleasure and um yeah, these are some some contacts I or some guests I can mention that. Uh, uh, yeah, I would like more to know about who inspires you photographically. Do you have some master or less known photographer that you somehow uh, look up to? You aspire to be a bit like them. Um. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to aside uh, from me, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes uh, yeah it's um then william Eggleston comes mm -hmm. to mind uh, i came across his work uh in in university in in buenos aires uh and uh, that was uh, the starting point when i i i really uh discovered a whole new world of photography before that i yeah, I've always had a passion for photography, and I, I relied on 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 my my vision, but I didn't really read about photography. I just took up the camera and, and followed my instincts and uh, and made some photographs. But uh, with that, looking at his pictures, I, I I discovered what photography can can be. And uh, well, if you are familiar with his work, um, well, he is is considered the father of uh, of color photography um that is one aspect but more importantly i think uh, his subject he, he just uh, uh photographed ordinary ordinary things that you wouldn't consider uh, pretty or anything he he photographed trash uh, um lonely landscapes and and objects um just uh, shoes under a bed or uh yeah red ceilings and 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 things um yeah um yeah, that are good. totally random he had a very democratic approach to, to what photography can can be and i think uh, i really that really resonated with me a lot good answer <laughs> <laughs> um another jump into a completely different topic uh if you could live to if you could leave tomorrow and money wasn't an obstacle. Where would you travel to and why? <laughs> well, uh, since I've seen most of South America, I go the other direction to, to Asia, which, mm -hmm. uh, where I've never been to. And uh, a friend of mine, he just came back from Japan and told me about Japan. And uh, it sounded very intriguing. Uh, so I think I'd pick uh, Japan. Uh huh. Cool. I think all of Asia is intriguing. Yes. But all of the world is intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too big. There's yes. so many places to see and not enough time. All right. Um, I have one more question for you. It's kind of a open ended 
thought-provoking question, and you can answer any way you like. You can even take your time to answer it. And the question is, what drives you crazy? <laughs> what drives me crazy? Um, I think uh, I go with uh, lack of respect. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, uh, um, well, in, as photographers, uh, and especially street photographers and travel photographers, we are always uh, ambassadors of, of our craft uh, as, as photographers and of our country. And, and so I think respect is, is very important. In that area, I, I really don't don't like uh, when I see people in, in travel photography going to new places and just um, snapping pictures of, of people that maybe don't want to be photographed or approach them in a in a disrespectful way. So I think that's something that really can drive me crazy if I see that. Okay, uh, that was my last question. Is there anything you would like to, to add? No, I think uh, we talked about uh, yeah many, many different things. And uh, so there's uh, nothing more I have to add to that. <laughs> Good. So where can people go to find more about you? Um, I think the best way or best place would be um, my my blog, Art of Creative Photography. It's in English, and I think most of your listeners are English speaking, and uh, maybe you have uh, some German listeners uh, among your your audience. Then they can go to gate7.de. Uh, but uh, yeah, all the others, I think they find more value on on Art of Creative Photography. And my other, my personal portfolio, KaiBermanPhotography.com, um, I'm currently uh, thinking about uh, a relaunch. So uh, I think, meanwhile, it's it's still it'll be still online, but there'll be a relaunch soon. So I just uh, spell your name so people can can find you. I've uh, had my own doubts when writing <laughs> it down. How many N's or many M's are there? But it's uh, Kai as in. K A I, K I yes, German as in B E H R M A N N. That's correct. Yes, right. right. So people can Google you, I guess, uh, then they will find you your websites. Uh, but we will put links uh, in uh, in the show notes that go together with this episode. That I guess. Let me check. So maybe we can just uh, say that this is going to be episode one hundred and twenty-six, unless things change. So uh, listeners will be able to find uh, links to your websites, uh, selections of your selection of your photos at ttim.photo forward slash 126. So uh, that's really all for now. Uh, I would like to, to thank you, Kai, again for, uh, for being with us today. I know it's, uh, it's Friday. It's past uh, 7.30 p.m. So I guess we both are going to have dinner and maybe have a night out with friends or family. I don't know what you have got any plans, but these at least are my plans. So I appreciate you taking the time to uh, for, for this interview. It's, uh, it's really been great. And uh, what else? Uh, nothing more, really. Uh, I wish you all the best for all your websites and podcasts and, uh, and your career. Thank you very much, Hugo. I, uh, same to you. Good luck with all your projects and uh, good travels. Bye-bye. Tschüss. <laughs> Tschüss.